0: Welcome to our Money Donuts podcast video. Can we just eat the donuts? Because I already took a bite.
1: Royal Credit Union's Money Donut podcast is here to make you smile and to get you thinking about your finances in new ways.
0: From saving to spending to... Can we just eat half of it? Just finish your line. I I want the donut. While there's plenty of silliness, episodes are also filled
2: with nutritious financial tips.
1: Listen to the Money Donuts podcast from Royal Credit Union today at
0: rcu.org slash podcast
1: or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Training camp is in full swing. The leather jackets and flannel are out, man. It must be hockey season. Matt Boldy joins us to talk about the upcoming Minnesota wild season and his golf ability. Plus we start in on a few of our NHL preseason predictions. As always, we're created by new voice studios presented by soda stick brought to you by talk North grain belt, Royal credit union, and peak vestibular center. This is season four episode One Forty Three. Get geared up for the hockey season with SodaStick.com. They've got all your favorite player tees from Marc-Andre Fleury to Matt Zuccarello to Ryan Hartman giving you the bird. SodaStick.com has you covered not only in just in hockey, though. You got Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Twins, Minnesota Timberwolves, whatever your Minnesota sports team is, SodaStick has you covered with the best gear available. Don't forget to toss down Bardown Beauties at checkout for 15% off at SodaStick.com. Hello everybody. What's up? We're back episode 143 of Bardown Beauties Full Hockey Season Swing. Giddy up. I am actually somewhere in a hallway at Tria rink. Fred is in his new home. Kirsten is out covering NAH, is it NAHL this weekend or USHL? Uh it was NAHL last weekend. It is USHL this weekend. <laughs> so, I am a hot mess express in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You know what, there we go. So we're all uh, kind of remote doing this, bringing you the content that you crave and love, uh, I want to start things off you guys, as I am at training camp, which means obviously other NHL teams also starting their training camp. An interesting thing was tweeted out today on Friday, day two of camp. Victor Rask number one center. Victor Rask is on a paid tryout with the Columbus blue jackets centering. Wait for it. Wait for it. Johnny Goudreau and Patrick Lyonnais, because apparently this man has a hundred lives and when he comes back from the dead, he's always between the best players possible. Wow. he's going to have a career wow. year. He's going to have a career year. You know, he is, <laughs> I mean, he's got to make the team. He probably will. And he's going to center those two. Like what in God's name are we missing? I'm going to be honest. And I know
2: this is a very unpopular opinion and hear me out. Let me finish. I didn't think Victor Rask was as bad as people made him out to be. I'm not saying he was great. He was by no means top line center caliber, but he was not nearly as bad as people made him out to be. And I'm rooting for him. I was rooting for him when he was with the Kraken temporarily for that little stint there. I'm still rooting for him. I hope he makes the team. I hope he proves everyone wrong. I With mean, respect th- on Victor Rask's name,
1: just uh, a little bit. No, a now little. people are, now people are tuning out. They're not listening to us. Cause they're like, these people don't know what they're talking about. I would, I mean, it's hilarious. If anything, it's absolutely hilarious. I would think, but I, I don't see that sticking. He might make the team. He ain't sticking between those two. Um, that's for darn sure, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe Victor Rask will surprise us. Who knows? Speaking of centers and we're just going to dive right in Minnesota wild. Do they have a number one center Kirsten? Do you think that there is a true number one center currently Ryan Hartman? And again, I repeat. I will not tweet out lines from training camp because they don't freaking matter. But if I were to tweet them out, your number one line, uh, center is Ryan Hartman between Karel Chris Matt Zuccarello. Your number two center is Jewel Eric's neck between Marcus Foligno normally between Jordan Greenland, but Tyson Joe's filling in as greener will not be ready for the start of the season. Uh, and then your third center right now, as it sits is, uh, Sam Steele, actually between Matt Boldy and Freddie Goudreau, your fourth, Marco Rossi between Dewar and Duhame, are any of them number one center caliber, Kirsten?
2: I think they have potential to be a number one center caliber, but as of right now, I mean, last season, for example, wild fans were not satisfied with centering. That was one big, big area that was the biggest wild fans complaint, arguably of last season among their honeydew list or whatever their long list of complaints <laughs> yeah, that they that's had thing it was centering and this season with it being the preseason I mean there's a lot of potential there in that group just all of those names that you listed off I mean Jewel Ericksonek having a great season last year for example so I mean I would say if anyone I would put the argument out there for Jewel Ericksonek, but right now with preseason and it being training camp everyone's got to re-earn their spot I think it's entirely up for grabs. And I feel like that's what those guys are probably envisioning in the locker room or talking about. Jesse, you probably know more than anybody here right now about that, but it, than anybody. I know. You think all, just left it, it at It's at all that up person. for grabs and we won't know until I don't even know if right when the puck drops on the season. I think it's gonna kind of be a test, a little bit of trying here and there, mixing of the lines a little bit to see what works. I don't think we'll fully know until maybe November.
1: <laughs> that seems fair. I like I, you know, I. Cautious optimism, as we talked about last week with Joe O'Donnell, um, I think Judd Zolgad brought up an interesting point during our first ever live Buttes, as you guys can see, Kirsten is in, you say Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh. I mean, That's why Pittsburgh. She wasn't there at the live show. So Jud filled in, uh, but he brought up a good point. He feels the move of having Marco Rossi start on that fourth line is an attempt to dangle the carrot harder, just to kind of get him driving to me. That almost seems kind of unfair. Like you guys pick this guy so high. You were so high on him and you're keeping him buried on this fourth line, I feel like that's just going to piss him off more than excite him to make that leap. What are your thoughts, Kristen?
2: I mean, I think the whole Marco Rossi situation is interesting. I mean, even last year before Boldy was officially established on the wild roster and it was made known he was staying there. Like he had his spot. Rossi, I think is going to kind of be, put through the ringer a little bit. Like he's got to earn it. He's got to prove it. And so he's not going to just be, because there was expectations surrounding Rossi, they're not going to throw him on the top or second line and be like, there you go. Like, this is where we selected you. That's where we're going to put you for now until you give us a reason to not. So, you know, I think having it be that fourth line, the guys who have been there who have been through the ringer, they, you know, they want to fight for their spot and Marco Rossi, I feel this is his season where he's like, I have things that I want to prove. I had some setbacks and this is the year where I'm going to show people that I'm the real deal. What that I can live up to those expectations.
1: I mean, it'll be a huge swing and a miss if Marco Rossi doesn't even make camp out of camp. I mean, make the roster out of camp. I think that intrigues me, that concept intrigues me. And it would be a huge, like I said, huge problem for Minnesota in general, because again, his stock was so high, everything was looking great. And if he doesn't make it out of camp, then it's like, oh. Now, what do they do? Um, I'm excited to have Matt Boldy join us after the break to talk a little bit more about Rossi, about camp and the rosters. Uh, before we wrap up and dive into our let's play hockey hot take in just a minute, um, I do want to get a couple preseason predictions from you, Kirsten. All right, are you ready? I am ready. I don't know okay. if everyone else is though. Right, a lot of pressure. We'll just start off easy. Do the Minnesota Wild make the playoffs?
2: Yes, they do, but I think it's in like a wild card position. I don't think that they're gonna be taking over and winning the central. I don't see that happening. So, I mean, I do
1: think that they make the playoffs, but I think they squeak their way in. I'm with you. I am a hundred percent with you on that one. I just, I'm not entirely sure. I think last year is going to be hard. And it's funny because I asked Matt Dumba, Marcus Felino about that today. If you want to pick up those names that I just dropped, that'd be great. Um, if, uh, (laughs) I'll make fun of myself. But I did. I said, Did okay. you guys over exceed expectations last year? And Dumba immediately told me that is the outsiders who say that, right? Which I get. He's like, We're, we are just as every bit of good as we had proven last year. And Marcus Lino kind of doubled down and said, Yes, we had career years, but that's because guys had more opportunity, which I do like. I do appreciate because he's right. You know, Felino had mentioned he was on the special teams and he was getting more ice time. And so that's why his numbers went up and a lot of those other guys. I still don't think they can do it. I don't think that they're going to have as successful as a regular season as they did. And again, as we've said, time and time again, it doesn't freaking matter if they have the best regular season. Nobody wants the president's trophy, uh, banner hanging up in their rink, national predators. Uh, if you can't win the Stanley it cup, is- like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right? Like you, if you still can't get out of that first round. What difference does it make that you guys put up 118 points or whatever it was? So, I do. I think it'll be a bubble team. I think for them to make the playoffs, that's going to be an achievement in and of itself. So, I'm all for that, not to be a little miss pessimist, but we'll see. Again, we are going to have Matt Boldy join us to dive in more of preseason talk. Uh, but before that, here is Brian Zolman with our Let's Play Hockey Hot Take. Mm-hmm.
3: Hello, bar down beauties and hockey fans. Brian Zolman here with Let's Play Hockey, coming at you with a Let's Play Hockey quick hit. Um, we are gearing up for the high school hockey season. We know that there's uh, plenty of hockey going on downtown St. Paul today. The Wild played the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, college season is, is gearing up and going, and uh, juniors are, are at it as well, uh, and high school hockey's coming up. Um, one, uh, we're going to throw a couple names out to you here in the next couple weeks of, of kids to pay attention to this upcoming season. Uh, the first one we'll we'll talk about today, and we'll talk about uh, a female player next week. But uh, Eli Fletcher, uh, he's a he's a winger for Prairie Center. Now you don't know, probably never heard of Prairie Center. It's in Central Minnesota, and Eli is a three sport athlete. Plays football, plays hockey, plays baseball. Uh, excellent athlete, uh, but hockey's his sport. He, uh, he has 112 goals coming into the season. Last year he scored 44. He has a chance to get in the top 10 all time in the state of hockey, which is an unbelievable accomplishment now. He plays a little bit more small town hockey, so he you know he, they don't play the Edinas and, and, and the Eden Prairies and the Hill Murrays of the world. but um, still to put the biscuit in the basket is, is a tough task as any hockey player knows. So Eli needs 24 goals this winter to get into the top 10, which would be quite an accomplishment because there's some big names in that top 10. Uh, the, the number one goal scorer of all time for boys is Ben Hanowski. Uh, you probably remember him. He has 196 career goals, and he played at Little Falls and then played at uh, St. Cloud State, and then he played had a little cup of coffee with the Calgary Flames. A um, couple other names: uh, State Attorney legend Dave Spihar is in there. Uh, another state attorney legend, uh, Grant Bessie from Benoad St. Margaret's. Spihars from Duluth East, obviously. And, uh, and then there's also uh, Johnny Pohl from Red Wing is the uh, top 10, and he, and he played three years in the NHL. So just a name to remember to look forward to, Eli Fletcher, Prairie Center. He needs 24 goals to get into the top 10 and, uh, and join some pretty darn good company. So watch for him and uh, watch for us. We will be reporting weekly and grab a local or an issue of Let's Play Hockey at your local arena. And don't forget the Let's Play Hockey Expo, March 10th and 11th at the River Center, uh, coinciding with the State High School Hockey Tournament. Have a great week.
1: Okay, I want you to think of the first time you took a big hit on the ice. Maybe it was a men's adult league. Maybe you were slammed into the boards in a big game, or maybe you pulled a Jesse and just tripped over the blue line. Either way it's happened boys hockey, girls hockey. It doesn't matter. We've all been there with our first big hits. And unfortunately those hits can add up over time. Hockey players can end up with dizziness, headaches, and pain. And a large portion have even experienced concussion like symptoms as a result. Thankfully, there's an answer. Dr. Tyler Stewart with Peak Vestibular Center specializes in the drug-free treatment of nagging concussion symptoms. Dr. Stewart formulated the 3A Brain Restoration Program, a comprehensive program to get to the root cause of your symptoms. He utilizes the latest technology and techniques to get you back on the path to your best life and back on the ice. If you're dealing with dizziness, headaches, or pain after taking one too many hits, contact Dr. Stewart for a complimentary consultation today. Go to dizzinesscare.com or call 715 690 2211 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Joining us now, Fresh off the ice from day two of Minnesota wild training camp, big part of Bardon beauties and a big part of taking Minnesota wild to that next level, Matt Boldy, Matt, what's going on, buddy. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Not much yeah. going on. Just, uh, going through camp like everyone else. So
1: <laughs> I was going to say not much going on, just that whole training camp, trying to make an NHL roster thing, yeah. right? How was, <laughs> how was your off season? What did you get up to? I'm assuming back home in Massachusetts.
0: Yeah. Back home to Boston. Um, not it up to too much, just, uh, seeing friends and family and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of golf, but not much. It was, it was a pretty relaxing summer.
1: Since you brought that up. I do have to ask. All right. So when I was out on the course with the wild for their Minnesota wild tee off on Monday, every single player I asked, which was like five or six, including Dean Ebsen said that they would want you on their team. If they could choose any golfer, are you just a pro you're a scratch golfer what's what's the deal there
0: yeah i'm scratch i mean nice i guess uh i guess i get get that that crown on the team but we got a lot of good players Dumbo's <laughs> really good hartman's really good dean's really good so uh yeah there's a lot of us that can play for sure are you i'm uh, gonna
2: put you on the spot here on the flip side of
1: that is there somebody like absolutely is a hard no like i'm not playing with you <laughs> You can say it cause everybody else did. It's not throwing him under the bus.
0: It's fair who I don't want to, who I'd never want to play with. Yeah.
1: In a competitive aspect. Yes.
0: Um, I mean, there's guys that don't even want to golf when we do golf events. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to leave them out of it. I'm going to say, I don't want to play with Duham. Ever.
1: Okay. Yeah. Is he just terrible? Well, see? So the, the number one answer I got for that was Correll. Cause yeah, he Carell obviously did, doesn't ever yeah. play. Right. he just
0: doesn't want to play either him and Eck, <laughs> yeah so they don't yes. even like it but uh they get dragged out there yeah. but I'm gonna go do him I don't want to play know. with him
1: is he just bad or you just don't want to play with him because you just don't want to play with him
0: yeah uh, <laughs> he's bad but he thinks she's really good and uh I don't know we all we're always on top of each other tripping each other so it's gonna stress me out
1: I love it. Well, hopefully the Minnesota wild aren't hitting the golf course too early at the end of this 22, 23 season, you know, and a lot of the guys I've spoken with at camp, it seems like the early first round exit is lingering around even more. I mean, do you guys still feel kind of pissed off that you had this tremendous regular season and for it to end so prematurely, are you guys carrying that in as a little added motivation heading into the start of
0: the year? For sure. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't think that, escaped any of us very quickly if it has at all so I think uh kind of having that in the back of our head and knowing that reg- having a good regular season is great but it doesn't matter too much if if you're losing in the first round so it's definitely uh the direction we want to head and is to to win that round obviously as many as we can and win the Stanley Cup so it's uh it's definitely a little bit of a of fire lit under us for sure
2: and you just mentioned it a little bit too. I mean, the goal at the end of the season for every team is to be the one with the Stanley Cup at the end of the year. But is there a certain aspect or message that you guys have within your group that you're really honing in on this season as you get in get underway?
0: Um, I think just kind of holding holding each other to a higher standard. I think uh, it's easy to say, but to be able to do that in the right way and kind of hold people accountable and and not come off as as a bad teammate and come off as a way to kind of help each other out is something that I think, think that we're looking, looking to do a little bit more, just kind of hold each other accountable in certain ways to, to make each other better.
1: I mean, again, obviously the natural way to elevate off of last year is to go further in the playoffs, if not all the way, but how else do you guys really take it to that next level? I mean, so many career years, so many kind of almost over exceeded expectations. What is that next step for the Minnesota wild to take just in the regular season to start from uh, last year to next year?
0: Yeah, I think it's just, it's kind of a, a want to be better internally and everyone, I think we had a lot of really, really career high years for a lot of guys. So kind of taking that confidence and moving it into this year is is something that that's going to have to happen for sure. And just kind of go out there and play with that confidence and have guys step up and, and fill bigger roles and, and kind of want that responsibility and, and want to be on the ice more than, than kind of everyone else out there. So I think, yeah, kind of that that want to be better for sure.
2: And as you guys are starting to really come back together as a group, gearing towards that start date for the new season, what's, what's kind of the vibe around the locker room and how are you all feeling as you're getting back together?
0: Yeah, guys are excited for sure. It's nice uh, getting everyone back together and kind of getting on the ice with them. Um, obviously it's awesome seeing these guys. You go a couple months without seeing a lot of them and to get back together. It's, it's a lot of laughs and, and good to catch up with everyone, but uh, everyone's excited to get going for sure. Kind of get the season started and to start playing games.
1: Yeah. I had asked Ryan Hartman. I'm like, it's gotta be like the first day of school. And he immediately said, Nah, I didn't like the first day of school. I love the first day of hockey. Were you a big fan of the first day of school?
0: No, I wasn't a fan (laughs) of school at all, to be honest with you. So uh, the first day of hockey is definitely uh, way above the first day of school for me.
1: I love it. You guys are returning so many of the same faces. Plus you've got uh, Middleton and flurry there with you guys at the start of camp. Um, just how nice is that going to be to be able to blend and gel together right from the get-go with this team? Um, in addition, you know, how do you guys all come together to make up for the loss of Kevin Fiala, who obviously was a huge part of your line, but of the team in general with those 80 points now kind of missing from that offense.
0: Yeah, I think we got a great, great group of guys, great core guys, uh, that kind of hold each other to a really high standard and, and kind of have fun together in a lot of ways, which I think leads to a lot of success. So being together and being able to gel with everyone early definitely helps. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Kevin had a lot of points last year. he was unbelievable player, but that's, that's part of the game, people moving on and in trades and stuff like that. So like I said before, it's just, it's people wanting to be better, wanting to kind of achieve higher goals and not be happy with how, how they played last year. It's, it's, kind of the next man up mentality for sure.
1: Do you feel that pressure kind of falls on you then too? I mean, as this guy that's next to step up, I mean, you already took a huge step forward in your career last year and I don't think you've met your ceiling and I think you know that too, but do you feel that added pressure that, okay, now Fiala's gone, people are kind of looking at me to maybe fill some of that role?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, but I wouldn't really call it pressure. I think okay. uh for me, I think it's, it's a bigger responsibility for sure but in a lot of ways that's kind of what every every competitor wants they want more responsibility kind of be put put into the game more and and play more minutes and and have have higher expectations out of teammates coaches everyone i think that's kind of how you need to be to to be a good player and to and to want to be better and, and score goals and get assists and help the team and stuff like that so i wouldn't really call it pressure i think Obviously, I want to play a bigger role and have a bigger impact, but I don't think of it as much as pressure as it is kind of just wanting to be better
1: fair. And you mentioned how you
2: would want to be a bigger role on the team this year. So what are kind of the goals that you've set out for yourself as you get into the new year?
0: Um, I think just, just kind of playing, playing my game, playing with confidence and, and going out there and seeing what happens, obviously. You know only control so much um not going to score every night not going to play 82 games at, at your best so it's kind of managing those ups and downs and, and having a good year whether that's kind of scoring goals or getting assists or it's it's helping out in other ways but it's uh it's kind of to achieve a lot more as a team I think's my my big goal um personally I think for the whole team as well but I think if you look at it more from that aspect rather than individually, I think things go your way a little bit more.
1: What's your relationship with Marco Rossi? Obviously you guys are familiar with each other kind of started to come up, um, around the same time, Marco obviously spending the majority of the year, almost all of the year in Iowa last year. What's your relationship there? I know right now you guys actually are on differing lines, but do you think that's something that will eventually change and there might be a natural chemistry with him centering on a line with you?
0: Yeah, I know Marco a little bit. Um, obviously played a, a handful of games with him last year and kind of getting to know him through through different camps and stuff like that but um obviously he's he's a really good player really really good kid I like him a lot so um I mean I'd love to play with him obviously I don't I don't have much control over that um <laughs> kind of get put where you're put and you don't complain about it so I think playing with the line that I'm with right now I think those guys are awesome really good players and I have absolutely no problem playing with those guys but it happens I think we kind of have that familiarity with each other that could kind of make that chemistry happen a little bit quicker for sure
1: what does I mean what does seem to work right now I know you've got Sam Steele centering and then Freddie Goudreau on the left why does that line work and what's kind of the vibe there it seems and again in the few two days that we've seen you guys uh it looks pretty solid and put together
0: yeah I think Freddie I'm obviously familiar with um played last year with him and I love how Freddie plays. He's really skilled, really smart, um, responsible defensively, which helps me out a little bit. Um, but yeah, Freddie's awesome. He's he's a great person to play with, great teammate, great line mate. And Sam, I think uh, I didn't know too much about his game uh, before he got traded here, but or signed here. And I think uh, from what I've seen, he he can definitely play for sure. He's really smart, can make little plays, he can fire the puck, score goals, so. I think that chemistry with with him is going to just grow more and more as he gets more comfortable and we get more comfortable with him and and stuff like that. So it's not always immediately. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time, but these first two days have been great playing with those two.
1: Awesome. Well, again, thank you, Matt. I know you've got a run and jet, plenty of other things going on, but really appreciate you taking the time. We're so excited to see you guys and the Minnesota wild first preseason game, obviously Sunday, uh, and then the rest of the way out. Can you believe hockey season's here? Does it feel weird?
0: It's great. I'm excited. When did you,
1: I guess I didn't ask. When did you roll into town then?
0: Uh, I got here towards the end of August. So I've been here for, for a couple of weeks, which has been nice.
1: Nice. You get to enjoy a good Minnesota
0: fall weather then. Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to ask about that too.
2: Jesse's Jesse alluded to it earlier in the show too, but huge fall girls over here. Do you get into the yeah. fall festivities when you have time or find oh. yourself enjoying a nice little pumpkin spice latte or flavor <laughs> anything?
0: <laughs> not much. I'm not, uh, I'm not a big pumpkin fan or pumpkin flavored <laughs> stuff. So I, uh, I stay away from that, but I, uh, I've done my fair share of of the fall festivities growing up with my family and stuff, so I'm I'm definitely not a stranger to it.
1: Go to Halloween costume. What has it been? What is Ooh. it?
0: Um, when I was growing up, when I was young, it was a Power Ranger. But
1: uh, which one?
0: Whatever, whatever. The, one you, I any of the colors? The yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I I was always Kimberly, the pink one. So that's why I was. That. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I w- I was usually red or blue. Nice. Yeah, whatever, uh, whatever one I liked more at the time. So, but recently it's, it's been a mix. So we'll have to find a good one for this year.
1: Hey, you know, I'm sure you could round up a couple of fellow power Rangers on this Minnesota wild squad to, uh, to get it going. Uh, Matt again, Matt, thank you so much for your time. You guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're back. Shout out to Matt Bolby for joining us as always. It's been like. Three times, right? Like I think about three times. Love it. Love it for him. Excited to watch him this year. Um, I don't think, as I mentioned, his ceiling has been met. Super thrilled. On that same note, that brings us to a perfect segue of up for debate, you guys. This week I asked, wh- who is going to take the biggest step this year of improvement? Is it going to be Tyson Jost, who, as we know, is going to get a bigger opportunity, a bigger role? Is it going to be Matt Boldy or is it going to be Jules Ericssonek, who I think we saw take the biggest leap of his career last year. Um, there are children coming behind me in case you can hear any of that freak Academy F out of here. Um, but yeah, so what do you guys think? I think my vote, I'm going to say it right now. My vote, Matt Boldy takes the biggest, uh, step of improvement just because I, I loved what he did last year. And I think he can just, is going to be the easiest to expand on Kirsten. What are your thoughts?
2: Your answer surprises me a little bit. I was convinced you were going to go with Tyson Jost. I really thought that that was what I am going with as well. As far as Matt Boldy, I mean, going off of you, I'm going to piggyback just slightly. I think he has a lot to prove in the sense that he's not on a line with Kevin Fiala anymore. So I think he needs to prove himself in the sense to show like, Hey, my success isn't dependent on having Kevin Fiala as a line mate. I can contribute anywhere up and down the roster. So this year, I'm going to go out there and show it. So I think in that sense, like I agree, he's got a little bit to prove and maybe can step up in that role and show he can maybe not stand alone is the right word, but he doesn't need somebody else in order for him to be an excellent hockey player. Um, yeah. But I say Tyson Jost this year. I mean, you mentioned he's getting a bigger opportunity this year. From what I have heard, he has been putting in a lot of work this off season. I think you know, based on what happened with the trade, Nico Sturm, Tyson Jost, and Colorado eventually winning the Stanley Cup. I think there's, I mean, understandably a bitter taste in his mouth about that. I would be super upset. Like, knowing well, there is. that you're on it that yesterday. team and then you yeah. get traded. And what is every hockey player's biggest dream? Hoisting the Stanley Cup, seeing that happen to your former teammates. I think if anything, that will be the biggest motivator for him heading into the season. So I definitely think he's got this chip on his shoulder heading into the new year. And I think we'll see it on the ice.
1: I don't disagree there. And yeah, Tyson Joe spoke of that uh, day one of training camp and how it was really, really hard for him. He kind of cut open a vein and was like, this wasn't an easy thing to overcome because he had been a part of Colorado of being so close and then yeah to have that trade happen. Not to say he's not excited to be here. Um back to your point on Boldy the reason I also selected Boldy is because I think Fiala's success was off of Boldy. I think it wasn't the other way around. I don't know that Boldy necessarily was better because of Fiala. I think Fiali was Fiala, Fiali. Fiala was better because of Boldy. So I'm I'm really excited again. I've been on that kids train the cheer train for quite some time. I, uh, I just think he's capable of really good things. He's a very, very intelligent player. Um, and I think he can elevate those around him. So we will see again, uh, going to be a very exciting start, a very aggressive start, a lot of preseason games coming up. Um, excited to have a couple other wild folks join us before the Minnesota Wild kick off the regular season here in mid October at home against the New York Rangers uh followed by a visit from Kevin Fiala with the LA Kings but as always thank you to Talk North New Voice Studios uh Soda Stick no thank you to the breakaway children who are clearly running in the hallway when they that shouldn't dad is be pissed. <laughs> that that they got to listen gotta listen uh dog. dogs barking in the background too i you know this we're off the rails already it's it's fine season four. Um, and shout out to grain Belt again for hosting our live show at JL beers. So much fun. Thank you to everybody that came out looking forward to doing that again in October. Stay tuned for dates, times, all of that good stuff as to the location of that. Um, and then obviously Pika Stibler Center, Royal credit union, less fee, more free soda stick bar down beauties, 50% off. You guys know the drill by now. If you don't, well, that's on you. Uh, as always have a great rest of your week, subscribe rate, share. All the good stuff. We'll see you next time.